harder, and the rope tore deeper into his injured flesh. Sucker! Are you a maid at a maypole, Palmer? A soaked Sir Reginald Fitzhurst scrambled to his side and grabbed onto the rope too, breath jagged, fine features drawn in a deep scowl. Sorry, my lord, my hand's bad. Fitzhurst hauled hard alongside him, palms safe in his leather gauntlets. This thing pulls like the devil. The scowl disappeared. You've the strength of three men. Relieved at his leader's praise, Palmer still held tight, the sodden cord staining with his seeping blood. That sailor lad, we need to start a search. In these seas? Fitzurse's unmoved blue eyes could have been wax. But couldn't we? Another wave sluiced over the deck and rocked the ship hard. Pain sparked through Palmer's hand, and his grip threatened to give. Hell's teeth! Fitzurse looked toward the rear of the ship. Labrette! We need you, sir. Richard Lebret's huge, hulking frame straightened up from his work at the stern. He handed the swinging tiller to two crewmen, who grabbed it between them. Aye. He stumbled across the deck and landed next to Fitzurse and Palmer. Relieve Sir Palmer, Fitzurse said to Lebret, and make that sail secure. Lebret took hold of the sheet in his massive fists. Fitzurse nodded to Palmer. Get yourself below. Fix up your hand. It won't hold me back, my lord. Palmer let go with his good hand, but his injured one stayed stuck to the soaked thick hemp. Bracing himself, he yanked it free without a blink, aware of Fitzurse's sharp-eyed appraisal. Bent low to keep his balance, Palmer went to step to the hatch that led below decks. His boot met something soft on the rough wooden planks, and he picked it up. It was the boy's red wool cap, swept from his head as the wave washed him to his death. The poor wretch had joked to Palmer as they set sail. Me mum made it special, thinks it'll keep me from catching a chill. Good cap. Lebret hooked it from his grasp and stuffed it in his own pocket. Palmer squared up to Lebret, injured hand or no. But not yours. He staggered as the cog pitched again. The lad's mother should have it. Lebret lowered his face to Palmer's. A fleshy scar bloated one cheek and thickened the side of his mouth. Then try and take it. Palmer forced his cut right hand into a fist, ready to land a blow. Palmer? Fitzurse rapped out his name. Stop carrying on like an idiot. Fix yourself, now. Dismissed like a slack-breached page. Palmer forced a curt nod at Fitzurse's response. Yes, my lord. He made his unsteady way across the deck to the ladder below. Don't fall, Palmer. Lebret smirked with the undamaged side of his mouth and busied himself with the sail. Palmer itched to rub that smile out. Knighted a year early for his battle skills, he knew he could easily take Lebret but he ignored the big lug as he lowered himself to the first rungs, careful to use his good hand. He had no estate, no lands to inherit. He made his living as a fighter, travelling to wherever he'd be paid, selling his hard-won skills for the best price. This mission to Canterbury could make him one of the greatest knights, one of King Henry's most faithful servants, and with that would come great rewards, huge riches. 
all rested on how he performed. He would not, could not, risk any of that. He had to succeed. I confess that my mind wandered during this morning's mass. Kneeling on her wooden fold-stool, Sister Theodosia Bertrand kept her mouth close to the small barred cell window that opened out onto the back wall of Canterbury Cathedral. Secure across it, the embroidered white linen curtain kept her screened from her confessor, Brother Edward Grimm. When the Holy Sacrament was being said by Archbishop Beckett himself, came the monk's low-voiced reply, I cannot believe your openness to distraction, sister. You are nineteen, preparing to take your final vows, yet you are tricked by the devil like a peasant girl daydreaming at her loom. Her cheeks warmed at his sharp words.